Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good news, everyone. I'm back, man. It's Jake C. Lee. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list! <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in football. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. What's up, you ducks? Week two is almost in the books. And Chris, from that intro, you know who's saying, I'm great, everybody else sucks. How about Derek freaking Henry in week two as we recap and cover everything fantasy football related? Uh, Maybe a little bit of sneak preview for Monday Night Football, but there's a lot. Uh, You said before the show, I think there's so much, Chris, you didn't even realize how many injuries potentially happened this week. But we'll get to all of it. As a reminder, uh, code A-L-L-I-N. Code all in at FTN, 25% off. If you go to theathletic.com slash bets TV, all capitals, you get a first free month at the athletic. So you can check out the rankings over there. Drop um, Sunday mornings, I'm in there. I'm answering all your comments before kickoff. That's where I'm answering. That's why I don't get to Twitter a lot of times. So sorry for that. But at Chris Meany, make sure you're following him. Hockey's coming soon. I know I'm going to be bugging him about that so I can ruin all his props in one <laughs> night as possible on shots Watch on yourself. goal. <laughs> but real quick, uh, you know what, Chris? You didn't seem to be injuries. What was your biggest takeaway from week two? Since Because you, you, the injuries didn't seem to impact you, at least. No, I mean, we'll get into Fields and, and Daryl Henderson and Landry, I suppose. But the biggest takeaway for me is, is this Raiders team legit? Honestly, like, are you kidding me? Like, Las Vegas is 2-0. and Nobody... Gave them any credit for even that that week one win. I, I didn't. I he- I heard more excuses about the Ravens than I heard about Las Vegas. And then they play the Steelers, a West Coast team going to the East Coast, an early start. The Steelers defense <laughs> just made Buffalo look really bad on offense, and everyone's questioned the Bills. And they were without Josh Jacobs, and they won that game again. And Derek Carr is sitting here after two weeks, leading the NFL in passing attempts. And leading the NFL in passing yards, this guy has... I went back and counted it, Jake, over the last six games. I mean, there was one game where he left early and Marcus Mariota took over. So over the last six games here, full six games, he's averaging 361 passing yards per (laughs) game, Mr. Derek Carr. Um, I don't know, man. That's kind of my big takeaway from week two. 
Yeah, so I, I I guess we can start with that game, and we'll get to the San Francisco game second, because guess what? We have to talk more Elijah Mitchell again this week, <laughs> as if we haven't talked him enough. You know what I took away from that game, Chris? Henry Ruggs time, man! Henry Ruggs is here! Week one showed up a bit, uh, didn't get the touchdown like Edwards did, but weeks two, big one. I will say this, joking aside, like time is here, but I think at the same time, because if you follow me or if you follow anybody who's been on the Henry Ruggs bandwagon, and by the way, I'm going to loop him into the conversation because he's on the same playing field here, is Jalen Rager would have been in the same conversation if not taken away on that penalty because Jalen Hurts made an amazing throw. Jalen Rager had an amazing big catch, which could have been a touchdown and got taken away. So both of them, it's been the fact that I kept pumping up and pumping up and pumping up. And Judy was on the same page, all three of them. Second year, having Alpha next to them, being able to break out and play more of their style. It's happening. All that being said, Chris, now this is coming from the Henry Ruggs quote-unquote guy. I think if there are people out there going bananas thinking he could be top 25, I I don't think his ceiling is more than a potential Marquise Brown of like 8-15, 8-15, like hovering around there. Maybe get a 20-point game, and then you get like a 3 and a 2, and you kind of get left out most of the game. So excited, but I'm also like, let's be realistic about him. Do, am I being too tempered on him after all this time of waiting for Henry Ruggs? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you'd be a little bit more excited. Like, sky's the limit for Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, your first appearance on Mean Streets, we talked about two breakout wide receivers, and those were the two guys, and Ruggs and Jalen Rager. And yeah, Rager just stepped out of bounds. I mean, it was a perfect throw from Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, we'd be talking about him. I mean, we are, but the fantasy community, we'd be talking about him a little bit more here today. Uh, but for Henry Ruggs, there's going to be some inconsistent games. Of course there is, but Derek Carr is slinging it and he's always been a pretty accurate quarterback and he's taken some deep shots. No Nelson Aguilar on this squad this year. So it opens up an opportunity for Henry Ruggs. And I know a lot of people are getting excited about John Brown in the offseason, but Brown was just like he wasn't a factor throughout camp because Ruggs and Edwards, I mean, quote unquote, balling out. I mean, they were making plays in camp and they were looking good. So last year among wide receivers with at least 40 targets using the free tools, air yards tools over at FTNDaily.com, yeah. Ruggs was number one in ADOT. He's a deep threat guy. We've seen it twice now. It took a while in week one. five in yards left on the field. Yeah. Like not I, being on the same page for Derek Carr last year. And I saw a little bit of that too, Jake, in week one, a couple of routes that he ran, you know, in, him and Carr were certainly not on the same page, but I mean, they were yesterday on the deep ball is another kind of walk off, quote unquote, walk off touchdown for Carr. He's going to take some deep shots with him. He's a guy that I think, you know, could there be some down weeks from him. But well, those yeah. big booms, it's kind are, of, it's kind are of significant. Like he should be rostered. I wouldn't sell. And I don't know. We could be talking about him as a flex at least. I don't think top 25, but I think like no, top, yeah, 40, flex. top 45. I, I think it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And it's, uh, I said it's like the Chiefs because, and I'm not saying because he's Tyreek Kill. He's never going to be Tyreek Kill. Actually, their bodies aren't exactly the same. But if you look at it, if you, if you focus, which is what happened in that game, if you focus that much on taking away Darren Waller, Ruggs and Edwards, like if you focus that much on taking away Tyreek Hill, guess what? Travis Kelsey is going to obliterate you <laughs> and Hardman and Pringle and Robinson are going to do stuff to like you just can't do it. Uh, so I, I agree, Alex. I was just about to go to that. Hunter Renfro yep. is their Cole Beasley. I, I said that last week. Uh, I actually said those exact words. He is their Cole Beasley. Actually, I think I said that to Pat Mayo, though. I don't remember all these shows between this, the Pat Mayo show, <laughs> Joel Holka and on the athletic podcast. Like, I don't remember who I told what to. I, sometimes I repeat myself. Sometimes I'm like, I said that. And we're like, no, you never did because it was just in my head. But I'm with that. But on the other side of the ball, 
Hopefully, Deontay Johnson's okay. We're going to have to wait on word for that. As we talked with Tino before we came on the show, of course, it has to be like late in the game. And Deontay Johnson, as you mentioned, Chris, it's the, it seems to be the same injury he's been dealing with. We know top 15 wide receiver went healthy, but he's not the one I want to talk to or talk to. I would love to talk to any of them. He's not the one I want to talk about <laughs> on the Steelers. And it's not Najee Harris and all the panic after week one, just like all the panic of Derrick Henry in week one, and everybody's fine now. I was talking about it. if you're looking for tight ends, Pat Frydenmuth, he is already on the radar, out snapping Eric Ebron right out of the gates. He's at, he's week two. He's out there more than Ebron, and he's getting touches and he's getting looks. Uh, is Fryermuth? Put it this way: I got to loop in somebody I wasn't going to even talk about, but Cole Komet did a yesterday. Actually, here here's what Cole Komet did for everybody. Yep, there you go. Uh, Cole Komet. Are, are, would you put it that way? Would you drop Cole Komet for Fryermuth? No, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't. It's just one game here. I still believe in Cole Komet. We're going to get a switch at quarterback, right? We're, we're going to make, we're going to get that switch. Yeah. It's just what, I mean, they threw him in there and wasn't prepped and I thought he did. Okay. I mean, fields through the, the brutal yeah, pick, but Andy Dalton. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so Nagy's going to get kind of a free pass here, like no disrespect to Andy Dalton, but he's going to be able to, to make the quarterback switch. And, That's you know, he said after the post game that he's, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, that he's feeling, he feels that fields has done everything that they asked him to. And he, and they feel comfortable rolling him out. So Cole Komet was a guy that, you know, over his first eight games last year as a rookie, I mean, you can count the targets and the catches on basically one hand. Uh, in the last few weeks, it was like 30 targets, 20 grabs, and he was starting to like nothing spectacular, at least 37 yards. And I believe like four of his final six games. And then he had the decent week one against the Rams. I'm willing to give him a little bit of pass, but you're right to bring up Pat here. Fryermuth is a, as a guy who's maybe going to, you know, start to get an uptick, certainly a, a red zone weapon for big Ben. Uh, yeah. Moving ahead of Eric Ebron is, is not totally surprising, but man, overall, I mean, the Steelers offense like, I'm not worried about Najee Harris, and, and Johnson is fine, but Big Ben, like, he looks even worse than last year. Hey, you know what happens when Pat runs routes way downfield? It's Pat Deep Fryermuth. You want to <laughs> know what happens when he shies away from contact? He's Pat Chicken Fryermuth. <laughs> I like that one. That's one of your best ones. That's that's <laughs> one of your best ones. So I'll give you props for that one. You what do you what think? I mean? You would make the swap for him and Cole Komet? You know when he has a goofy touchdown celebration? He's Pat Turkey Fryermuth. <laughs> that one's okay. That was not as good as the second one you had. The chicken Fryermuth. <laughs> you I like you know one. when he goes up to catch a ball that's contested? Pat Air Fryermuth. <laughs> <laughs> now that one's not bad too. Like I'm a big fan of uh, air fryers. Like go and get yourself an air fryer. Do you have? They're one? just convection ovens. <laughs> they're great. No, I know, but they're just convection ovens. Like they're like air fryers. Like the, no, we've had these things for seventy-five years. There's just like it's the they but, they they're quicker than the like convection. No, oven. Like, they're just toaster ovens. They're convection toaster ovens. We've had them forever. It's just they. It's a catchy little phrase that they're bringing back and like air fryer because it sounds all healthy. And now they're making nicer ones, admittedly, because some of the old toaster ovens were pretty crap. But all it, convection air is when it circulates the oven air, which is what up air fryer is it doesn't actually fry the food it's just a convection oven sure anyway. but i i don't know about your <laughs> oven but man i get my air fryer whatever i put in there is done before my oven heats up oh of course like, yeah of it's course. all about yeah, the yeah. time it's all the time for me like i got no time it's toaster oven yeah all right did you get to see barkley by the way while you're going on all right so I didn't we gotta know. we gotta come up with some more uh fryer booths uh but, but <laughs> I, I, I think I, we have enough <laughs> I would go after him instead of going after, I'll put it this way. 
Uh, I would go after instead of the Saints guys. I would go after him instead of the Browns guys. We've been trying for the Browns guys, even with no Landry. No, we're not going to jump to that game because we got to get to the San Francisco game. There are some others. We'll talk about on waivers tomorrow, 11 a.m. with Mom Lauren. Make sure you're back for that and maybe drop in some of your fryer mooths that we can get. So, so wait, wait, which were your two favorites? Chicken fryer and air fryer were the two favorites? Yeah, yeah. Chicken's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Chicken fryer mooth? <laughs> yeah. When he's scared. All right. San Francisco. Uh, we weren't getting Shanahan, Chris. We weren't. Elijah Mitchell was getting the vast bulk of touches, and Trey Sermon was not even on the field. It was Jermichael Hasty getting sprinkled in. What was happening to Elijah Mitchell is that offensive line was doing nothing in that mm-hmm. game. Absolutely nothing. Your Philadelphia Eagles, said, like so, their run defense this year through two games is looking pretty fearsome, uh, concerning matchup-wise at least. But Jimmy Garoppolo was also stealing some touches, and then Elijah Mitchell gets banged up. Uh, thought he got the touchdown, gets banged up on that play. No touchdown and banged up, comes out of the game. We finally get Trey Sermon, and he gets hurt immediately, tackled basically in the back of the neck. So he's in concussion protocol this week. I'm surprised he doesn't have a stinger or something like that. But Hasty gets banged up too. So I, I, I hate to say it, Chris. Like I think This is similar to, like I don't want to see Andy Dalton hurt in order to have fields happen. And I don't want to see running backs, plural, including Trey Sermon, who I like, hurt to see this happen. But are we confident? RB2 again next week with Elijah Mitchell because there's nobody left standing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was encouraging to see him just get the touches to your point. I mean, 17 carries finishes inside the top 10. So back to back weeks, he's inside the top 10 in in rushing attempts. And yeah, the Eagles run defense looks like the Eagles run defense of years prior, right? Last year was just a complete crapshoot across the board, all over the field, both sides. But the two years prior to that, they've been defense that, you know, typically you avoid running backs, at least in DFS. I mean, you play guys who are going to get the opportunity. But, you know, I thought he looked okay. He ran into the wall a couple times. He had, a, you know, two or three decent runs. And, yeah, Sermon didn't touch the ball. I mean, one carry was five minutes left in the game. They're up two scores, and they gave him the ball. And it was an unfortunate incident. I think he got hit like two or three different times. Like he got smacked, and then he got smacked <laughs> on the way down, and then he landed on his head too. So it was – it was a pretty scary um, incident. I was glad to see him, you know, get back up. But Jamichael Hasty actually, I thought, looked more impressive. Now, he had fewer touches, but he's certainly going to be involved as well. Like, I like Mitchell more. I don't think you can trust Hasty, but he should certainly be rostered. I think his ownership, maybe even in Yahoo leagues, is 6%. And I think that's just people in deeper leagues saying, no, 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 I don't trust Shanahan. I got to grab a piece of this offense if I can. But he was yeah, catching balls at the backfield. And, yeah, and he was catching balls at the backfield and running really strong. But, yeah, as long as Mitchell's healthy, you know, I think a guy that's going to be, well, you know, top 15 in clear, touches. I think we saw clear yesterday is where I'm going to double down and say it. If you told me talent, I'm still taking Sermon. I know Shanahan hasn't and doesn't like what he's seen, but I'm going to back to my pre-draft, post-draft profile and write up on Sermon and Mitchell. And Mitchell is fine. He's a one-cut runner, has some explosiveness, a little bit faster than Sermon. But if you want a complete running back and somebody who can go inside and outside and again he doesn't have the top end speed of mitchell but can play all three downs can pass block a little bit i would go sermon i still think it is and that's why i was buying low on sermon while also going aggressively after mitchell so i hope sermon's okay but at least for fantasy purposes it's clear side note and this is the waiver show but are you sneaking like jeff wilson onto your ir somewhere just because it's only five more weeks until he's part of this mess and potentially back in the lead 
Yeah, you should. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, you know, it's in deeper so formats, it, it is it is really annoying. But, you know, what Shanahan likes, and you're talking about speed, and I agree with you with Sermon, and I think that's why Elijah was, you know, just getting the benefit of the doubt. I mean, to start early on is that he does play with a lot of speed, and Shanahan does like that inside Most his offense. But th- running back in the NFL. Oh, no, wait, that's Brita. Mostert's up there, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Mozart runs real hard and he's got a lot of speed, but you know, we know that he's done now, but they want to run the football. Like even watching yesterday, I thought that 49ers, I, I didn't think they looked that great to be honest. I mean, they escaped and, the, and they got the victory. Everything seems to go through Debo and the Eagles did a good job of taking Kittle away, but they want to run the football and that's, that's what they're going to want to do from here on out the rest of the way. They don't want Jimmy dropping back 40 plus times. I mean, even Garoppolo made a, a couple throws that were completely off, it, but Shanahan said there was no way that Lance was getting in that football game. And I don't know, man. Like if you're in a deeper league, sure. Wilson, this is you just, you just don't know who could be the next man. This, up. Shanahan's also why I wasn't, this is why I wasn't tr- stashing Lance is because again, this team, I think their MO is they won, but it wasn't that pretty. Like that should just be like, they're a little the overrated. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they are a playoff contender. And until that's different or Garoppolo gets hurt, I just don't see him turning away from Garoppolo. So on the 49ers side of things, Ayuka buy low for you. He's a great buy low for me, in my opinion, because already in the second game back, all that Shanahan, oh, he needs to show me this, blah, blah, blah. Nobody in the community was believing he was telling the truth because he's Shanahan. But also when we, you said it. I'm never going to believe that Ayuk and Sherfield are on the same talent level. And then we saw it. But if you watch that game, admittedly, it still looked like Ayuk wasn't quite 100%, but he was out there for the second most snaps. And I feel like this is a buy low opportunity before he potentially gets out there and has value similar to Debo. Are you on that same page? Yeah, I mean, I said it last week that I believed in the Ayuk uh, skill set over Trent Sherfield. Sherfield, I think he's a nice player, and it's a it's a cool story. But yeah, Brendan Ayuk is he's a great talent, man. Like you know, last year there was a lot of guys who were hurt, so you know he was getting so many targets, which we just couldn't expect that to to be the case this season. But I, you're right. Last last night or yesterday, I noticed he was out there a little bit more. He was returning punts, so he can't be you know. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Too hurt. I don't know. He's not 100%, but he can't be that hurt if he's returning punts. Um, which he did in week one, too, by the way. But he played the second most snaps, like you said, and the second most routes run. And, you know, he just had the, what, the two targets, one grab. But, yeah, last last week you could buy low. And this week I still think the window is open to buy low. I, I think people are... People will probably drop him in your standard, like, just, I don't know, 10, 12 team leagues. I'll probably just say no chance. So maybe you want to wait until waivers, but if somebody's on the, if he's still on the team, then you can check in. I said Rager sneaky grab if he's out there on waivers, but also because he might get dropped after the people are just going to see the box score and not exactly what happened with Rager and go pick him up immediately because the opportunity was there. The the Eagles offense was also belly up in that game. That was just, that was a miserable game to watch all around. Uh, You real quick before we move to the next one. Are you concerned yep. about George Kittle through two two games? Uh, no, um, I, I'm not. <laughs> you hesitated a little sure. bit. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not worried about him where I'm dropping him or trading him. No, 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 no. But, but I'm. But yeah, I mean, it's 
All right, well, here listen, breaking okay, down all the games. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you you said you're not dropping or trading him. So, so right. or trading. So let me say this: if you could get pre-draft value for Kittle, do you get the hell out? Sure. Like, what's what would that be? Like a third, third round? Rounder? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. Um, well, I'm thinking okay. about the guys that went in the third round, that like Amari Cooper and like a Tyler Lockett. No, these guys I mean obviously like, you're not going to get ones that played great that. through the first two games. No, but you could get a low end wide receiver one who hasn't necessarily played great or an RB two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here, I'll transition to a game here, Chris. Straight up trade. Went around similar p- spots in the draft, maybe a little bit earlier. I know. Shut up, everybody. I know the, the point being is you could probably get this trade right now. George Kittle, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Man, I'm I'm a little concerned about Clyde Edwards Alaire, but that certainly is about context. Yeah. But wouldn't Um, you take the running back? Oh, Kittle or Hawkinson, I think it's definitively Hawkinson unless he goes belly up tonight. Hawkinson Just the targets. Yeah. It's just the volume. It's Darren Waller like volume. Uh here the Clyde Edwards situation, it's funny. So week one said, Oh, this is great. Go by low. He was out Mm -hmm. there, got every touch check for one. Yeah. Yesterday, he was out there, got all touches, but what? three this yep, time yeah but again another game where the kansas city chiefs offense did plenty and clyde edwards Hilaire was kind of non-standing and this and they took away tyreek hill they took him out of the game and it wasn't replaced tyreek hill with even more clyde edwards clyde edwards Hilaire. clyde edwards Hilaire got the same mid-teen touches got the same workload he got in the first week but it seems like chris it might be clyde edwards Hilaire, low end rb2 unless he scores right yeah, and he's not catching balls into the backfield. And didn't they they put in Williams who, who came and McKinnon had the score, but he also lost yeah. a red zone three, rushing yeah, opportunities as well. So if he's not going to get goal line work and he's not going to be a player out of the backfield catching balls, then what do you have? That you're right. You have a low end RB2 unless he scores a touchdown. So I think, you know, I was I was in on this guy heading in. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, I could I was too. I, yeah, I just I the, the point is, like, he's still getting a bulk of the snaps. Um, putting the ball on the ground, obviously, is is not ideal. <laughs> uh, but you want to see him. It's a revamped offensive line, and you'd like to see him, I don't know, not even just find the Enzo, but maybe, like, dude, like, get double-digit fantasy points when your team puts up, like, 40, right? Like, be involved in the offense somehow, and that just wasn't the case. Yeah, you're right. Patrick Mahomes was just saying, okay, if you're going to double-team and triple-team Tyreek Hill – then we're going to throw to Pringle. We're going to throw to Hardman. I'm still going to be Patrick Mahomes. Still screw the (laughs) where's the Lair guy. Yeah. Like Like, who cares about our running back? No. And even with the fumble, uh, the the workload was still there. It's not like he fumbled and got the Belichick treatment or anything like that. So um, I just think it's more of what you said. It was looped into your explanation, but I think it's come back to look at last year, week one, for everybody that doesn't know, seven goal to go Russia taps, actually inside the five was one for seven. After that game, that was week one. After that game, and you know this, Chris, for the rest of the season, he got eight more opportunities. Eight after seven in week one. And I'm pretty sure he was 0 for 8, if not maybe like 1 for 8. Uh, yeah. But I think that he's just not going to get that. And I think we're looking at Matt Forte of, oh, he gets vultured by blah, 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 or this person or whatever. By the way, that one season where Matt Forte was scoring all the touchdowns was the most amazing thing ever. He was like, thir- wasn't he like the third best running back that year? But Didn't he have like, like 100 receptions or 99 or something like that? He was, yeah. yeah, he was way up there too. So, But that's the thing. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire, what you're saying, if he's not going to get the receiving game where he could potentially even get a touchdown in there receiving the ball because he can elude defenders, 
and he's sticking in this 14 to 16 touches, 15 of the 16 touches being in the run game. I, I think we have a concern level. I think he is until further notice, low end RB two, which is fine. So would you buy, would you buy him? Because now is the time. Like, I mean, PFF says yes. he's got the, he's the worst graded running back after two weeks. Yes. Like now is the time. Because, if you because here's get this why, guy. here's why they're not turning to Daryl Williams, right? They're or not McKinnon. turning to Jarek McKinnon. But, well, and they've already started using and already did using McKinnon in the passing game in the preseason. And also, you know, yesterday's game, I just don't think there's that many opportunities for the running back pass catchers. As you, do you not ever? I'm gonna keep talking until you put it back in. Do you ever not have like ear problems? Like, like buddy, just, uh, <laughs> you're a jinx, man. Like you, 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 you give me some hockey. I give you some hockey plays, and then you lose them. I got the IFB in here, which I thought I'd be rolling with perfectly. Clearly, it's not fitting in the ear properly. So no, it's. Uh, I, I guess I always that have. That just something sounds like you have a weird shaped thing going on. That doesn't sound like my problem. Maybe you like have weird ears or something. I, don't I know what you have. I, I do have big ones. Like I used to, my <laughs> uncle, when I was a kid, like he asked me, like, well, he said, I looked like a car going down the road with two doors open. It's like, thanks. Thanks, bud. <laughs> That's just Andrew Siciliano. Although I love Andrew Siciliano. <laughs> yeah. How could you not? And he embraces it too. Like you have to. He, yeah. he knows. It's not, yeah, I'm not yeah, talking about knows. it. I used to do, that was my very, 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 very first radio thing I ever did was a local Fox Sports affiliate here. And we were on right before Siciliano. So I got to hear a lot of Siciliano. Nice. Yeah. Doing that. Sometimes I ran the board for everybody going way back in the day. By the way, leaving. Yeah. I know Sermon. That's actually a really good point. Sermon didn't spend a lot of time with the quarterback under center in college. And I will say, I don't think he can not. That's too many knots. I think he can handle it if a quarterback was lined up there. But the transition is going to take time. It would be much easier if, yes, like you said, Lance is at quarterback and they are running more, not under center. And then he can transition over the course of time. So let's go back. Let's hit some more of these games. Let's talk about Jameis Winston going from, man, LASIK is the best thing ever to, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Jameis again. Uh, can, can he get LASIK a second time, Chris? Can, can we, like, re-LASIK up? I know I got a touch-up surgery on my one eye, but I wasn't allowed to do it on both eyes because apparently, anyway. Uh, so Jameis Winston looked miserable. There's no qualms about it. He was god-awful in week two. How concerned are you out of the offense, period? Because this is the second week in a row where no wide receivers no really tight ends. We weren't really buying the Juwan Johnson situation because of the 12 uh, snaps and two touchdowns was fluky. We all admitted that. I say we all is in like the fantasy world. Everybody understood that. But Kamara wasn't like, that was the one was like, okay, Kamara's fine. We don't have to worry about it. But Kamara got obliterated fantasy wise because Winston got obliterated because he played like crap. So uh, actually here, he gets one too. Winston played like, there you go. <laughs> so how concerned are you for Winston slash the Saints? Yeah, I think it's pretty concerning the fact, too, that, you know, 22 passing attempts and 20 in week one, like he's clearly, like you said, he wasn't going to be that efficient. So here we are after two weeks, he's throwing the ball 42 times and he has, I don't know, what, 200, 259 passing yards? Quick math. Yeah, two, like, whoa, <laughs> that's not great. Uh, that's not what you want. We want volume from quarterbacks. I mean, he's he's got to be um, super efficient. So there's two sides of it. He was super efficient in week one and he just wasn't at all in week two. We don't have Michael Thomas coming back here for a couple weeks and Marquez Calloway, what we talked about last week, he's going to have to deal with top corners. They got New England here coming up this week in New England. You got the Giants, you know, they got, you know, Decent defense is not playing uh, up to par, which I, you know, I still think that they have a decent defense and some solid corners there. And then they got Washington at Washington before the buy here. And then maybe we can get, um, we could 
potentially get Pittman back for the week seven, correct? And that would be in Seattle and in Tampa. Like I'm looking ahead at this schedule. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like Marquez Callaway was a guy that I dropped in, in a 12 team league last week. And I didn't feel great about dropping him, but I just, I liked my situation with wide receivers that I just didn't feel like I would ever really play this guy with confidence. Uh, and it's this guy that I just don't know if I would hold. So I'm not feeling great about the offense. You just talked about the tight ends that you would swap out for chicken Anyone fire mouth. Like trip, it's, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think a lot of people overreacted. Like, Jameis Winston went from 20% ownership to 70% ownership after one week. And now, like, now moving forward, like, 20. this isn't a quarterback that I would roll out there. Like, I'm not going to rank him as a top 15 quarterback if he's not going to throw the ball plus 25 times. Yeah, so on the flip side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers, Robbie Anderson concern level. Oh. Is he toast at this point? Is he just touchdown or bust because of what the Panthers offense has done to him? I mean, there's because one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Panthers last year already flipped the roles for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson for yep, yep. anybody that might not be familiar with the situation. So DJ Moore was more of the over the middle of the field, short yards, do more after the catch. Robbie Anderson was go downfield. Carolina Panthers said, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. Uh, Joe Judge or Joe Judge, <laughs> uh, Joe Brady with Matt Rule came in and said, we're flipping those roles. Robbie Anderson was more of the middle of the field. DJ Moore was headed more downfield, which was fine last year. Until you bring Christian McCaffrey back in the fold. And that's why I think that Robbie Anderson is not an overreaction to say you're concerned about him right now. No, you're right. I mean, Terrace Marshall had more targets than him in week one, even though it was Robbie Anderson that played more snaps. And he did finish second in the team in snaps and routes run, but and also targets among wide receivers. But you're right. I mean, it's... Just, and another thing too, and because since we're talking about Carolina, is that I do want to give them a little bit of credit on defense. Like they, I think they're a little bit better defensively than what maybe some people thought, right? I mean, two years ago when they brought in Brady and ruled that they, I think they were one of the only teams in years to just draft defensive players. So they've really tried to revamp their defense a little bit. But yeah, Robbie Anderson isn't, I don't know, Jake, if I'm dropping him, uh, but this isn't somebody that it would start. I don't think we can start him. Uh, he's the third option, I think, you know, at best. And like you said, it's just, um, kind and of getting phased into the offense in terms of targets week, right what's that you said you know who carolina gets this week right yeah they got houston, houston so it's a good houston. <laughs> the short week right yeah i mean it's a good opportunity maybe the texans Mills. gave up a give up a ton as you know yeah so that that's intriguing i actually wish i could take back a trade i was trying to clear a roster spot and i sent hard not that it's terrible but i sent hardman and pascal for uh, Robbie Anderson and I, I want Pascal back honestly yeah <laughs> I, I, I disrespect my ODU boy let's talk about the Indianapolis game let's talk. yeah yeah sure so Michael Pittman balls Goes out off. there those concerns are gone again again look again 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 I just said it like four times uh Michael Pittman's not gonna ball out every single week Michael Pittman's not gonna be a top 15 wide receiver every single week but at the same time you know overreactions to week one that i mean what were like 95 percent of them out the window like clyde over solaire is one of the ones that is a concern winston wasn't a concern at the time but it's similar to that it was an overreaction by everybody's like five touchdowns on 200 yards not even so indianapolis pascal and Pittman, are, are how real are both we'll pull them both, both into this conversation well, Pittman is it's super talented. He was one of the most dropped players uh, in Yahoo and ESPN leagues last week. And insane. he was, yeah, w crazy overreaction. Saying, put him on your bench, but just don't drop him yet. So this is what I said, too. And I, I talked about it a lot at Mean Streets. And, and hopefully people didn't get it the wrong way. Is is basically just what you said. Like, you can't start him. He's a great talent. It was Carson Wentz's first game. Now he's hurt. 
but it was Carson Wentz's first game and he hadn't spent any time with the offense because he had the, the surgery. I think it was like the first or second day in camp, the foot thing came up. And so it's not a lot of time to gel with some of these guys. Um, but Pittman is a, is a terrific talent. And I just said, like, I don't know what Colts wide receiver you can feel comfortable rolling out. I mean, the offense in week one really ran through Hines and Jonathan Taylor. They combined for like 15 targets and 12 catches over 108 yards. I think it was actually like 108. And then looking at the, the matchup this week against the Rams, like Pascal at the second toughest matchup, according to a wide receiver quarterback matchup tool. Okay. And Pittman had the third and Paris okay. Campbell had the eight. <laughs> so well, it was but we're not talking about Paris Campbell. I mean, he's officially. No, I, I think done. We're, I mean, we're, yeah, we're done on Paris Forget Campbell, Campbell, right? Yeah. Forget him. Yeah, he's 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 done. He's just nothing. Um, but for Pittman, I, I think you feel great about his game. And Pascal too is a guy now. What's the three touchdowns? Did you find the end zone yesterday, and he was a red zone threat too. <laughs> he, just, he does very. Li- the funny thing is, if you look at his style, you're like, okay, this could be a guy, uh, kind of like Robert, Wo- the lower end of Robert Woods. I'm not putting him on Robert Woods tier, but. Whereas, okay, he does all this work and maybe he scores three touchdowns. But in reality, he's more like Cooper Cup. Like, oh my God, all he does, or Adam Thielen, all he does is score touchdowns. He doesn't do a heck of a lot. And then they get in the red zone. It's like, hey, let's go find Zach Pascal, even despite they have Michael Pittman. So uh, interesting, Zach Doyle, by the way. Zach Doyle, Jack Doyle. Was that an outlier game? Like this guy went off. He had eight targets like that. I actually thought he had the touchdown because I saw the four at first and I just immediately went to 84. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, it's Zach Pascal because Pascal wasn't involved a lot in that game. So uh, I'm assuming you're moving on from the Browns, the Saints, same situation. You go after Jack Doyle, even if you may be chasing the hot hand, unless it's Jacob Eason at quarterback. I just put a lot of unlesses in there. And is it going to be because that foot like he got rolled up? That looked pretty. uh, I look like it hurt. (laughs) I mean, it might be. We're going to have to wait and see on that one. Um, Let's the other side of the ball. Van Jefferson interest second straight game pushing Robert Woods for snaps the run out a hell of a lot of three wide totally interested uh absolutely I grabbed him in a couple spots deeper leagues last last week I know it was an underwhelming game but you're right the snaps were closer in terms of wood and woods and cups cup <laughs> wow between woods and cup with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then Jefferson and Woods, the snaps were a little bit closer between the latter. Like, you could see that he's... He's going to be part of this offense and that they're going to throw the ball down the field with this guy. And just looking at last week and just it was a very small sample, but he had the second highest a dot among wide receivers with the least three targets. And this offense is going to be awesome this year. So I am interested in Van Jefferson. He's not going to cost you a whole lot. And I think, you know, even people that picked him up last week, Jake, you never know. Like they'd be like, ah, one, what, one catch. Like I'm just going to cut yeah. my ties with him. So I think he'd be a decent little ad. Okay. All right. So as you fix your IFB again, <laughs> you have no idea what I'm saying. Keep talking. I'm good. I'm I good. am. I am. I'm joking. The fact that you have to fix your IFB again. Um, I know. We'll <laughs> count it next time. It's like 20 times over or under next week. Touch Everybody, my uh, early morning high. drinking game. If you want to drink, <laughs> I don't, I don't promote that. My <laughs> goodness. Because they'd be drunk Correct. because yeah, because you, you get everybody trashed. Uh, you know what? Hey, I can pull out the unicorn one because you know who's unicorn poop because it's amazing unicorn poop. It's Justin Fields. Like, let's be honest, just Justin Fields' time is here. Let's as ugly go. as he can be, 
Yes, as ugly as it can be, it can also be a hell of a lot of fun. And for all the excitement of Trey Lance, it, like the Justin Fields, is this is the situation. Again, I wasn't expecting an injury, but I was expecting, we all were expecting Justin Fields by week five at the worst. Justin Fields going forward, Chris. Mm. Range. Top, you, top 12, it, top 15, top, top 10? Top, top 15 for sure. Okay. Top 12. Yeah, I mean, the rushing upside is legit, right? I mean, even Jalen Hurts Jalen doesn't Hurts. have a great day yesterday. He finds the end zone with his legs, and, you know, he, he again, another game where he has 60-plus rushing yards. But this guy is, uh, you know, he's got top five upside just because of his legs. And the same thing can be said about about Fields here. And there was a throw that I thought he made that to Allen Robinson that Robinson should have caught. And more times, you know, nine times out of ten, that guy catches that ball in the end zone. And, you know, it's uh, all you need to do with his legs is throw, like, one touchdown. I think truly, if he's going to give you roughly 40 yards and, and maybe be a threat to, to run one in, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback just because of what he can do. He's starting like with a free touchdown. That's why I'm not giving up on Cole Komet and Mooney too is another guy that is hovering around 48%. Yeah. 48% in Yahoo. Like nobody is, is really picking him up and gravitating to him. Uh, so he's a guy that's the question of too. this guy, 12, what happened to Rob is yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it was no, that entire game. Like, you got to understand, and I'm not, when I said that, it's, I just realized that sounds like I'm talking down to people when I say you got to understand, but I'm trying to explain what happened to Allen Robinson. It's similar to two of Fitzpatrick last year. It's similar to Hurts coming in for Carson Wentz when hurt. And then also you had Andy Dalton come back into that game. There's zero rhythm. Yeah, You have a different offense for Dalton than you will have for Fields. Hopefully they can transition pretty quick and it doesn't take the entire season like we saw with two and Fitzpatrick and going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and trying to straddle the fence. But there was just no flow there. You're changing quarterback styles immensely. They're not on the same page. It's not like you're going from Carson Wentz to Joe Flacco. You can right. pull over a lot of similarities. So that was part of what went wrong in that game. He did have a touchdown catch. He probably should have had two, as you mentioned. So I'm not worried about him. I'm with you on the whole Darnell Mooney situation as well. I think it's a lot of fun to be here. On the flip side, though, Chris, Cincinnati offense. I admittedly, like, hey, I'll admit when I'm wrong, at least through two games, it looks like my Joe Burrow leading the league in pass attempts is not going to be correct. Uh, he's already behind the eight ball to use the cliche because he hasn't thrown enough in the first two weeks and has a lot of catching up to do. But what are your thoughts on the Cincinnati offense as a whole? Because Joe Mixon is volume galore, but the offense just looks like disjointed. And I don't know it, if it's Burrow of the offensive line or it's just the culmination. I, I, I do know. Look, for me, it's the culmination. It's just everything. Just a lot of small things not going right. Yeah, that's part of it. It could be a little bit of rust. And I read an article this morning um, from your colleague, Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic, talking about how the offense has kind of suffered because they're playing conservative. Now, he said, like, Joe Mixon is getting a lot of the opportunities. And like he said, the volume is there, and it's going to be there all year with him. I mean, dating back to last year, it's a small sample. I think it's, what, eight games now? is like averaging 24 touches over those eight games. So he's getting a ton of opportunity. He's going to finish among the top five in terms of touches. Um, but they, he, or his point was just like, they've scaled it back a little bit, not letting Joe Burrow throw as much. Maybe they're just being Why? conservative with him. <laughs> and that's kind of hurt the offense a little bit. It's not, you know, cooking as much as it did last, last year. So maybe they change that. Maybe they, they get into more of a, a pass happy offense moving forward. But I also, I do fully believe that Mixon will be a guy that, you know, touches the ball at least 18 times week in and week out. And, and, and you add it up, right? I mean, that's all the plays per game. Like say, if you give them 65 on offense, like we're not seeing, 
we're probably not seeing Joe Burrow again, like 40.4 passing attempts is what he averaged last year, which is second behind Ben. So it's it's early. I think part of it too, Jake, is the defense is playing a little bit better than, you know, I think what yeah. some people would expect too. So they're ha- they haven't had to play a lot of catch up. So we'll see how the schedule changes a little bit. The Vikings were kept in check. And they, you know, again, the bear situation was somewhat handed to them with that situation going on with Andy Dalton, but did, you know, only like gave up 20 in that game. The concern is they got the Steelers this week in Pittsburgh. But mm-hmm. if you want to talk about a buying opportunity, you can't buy it low in the wide receivers because they're still scoring touchdowns. But maybe Mixon, maybe Joe Burrow, if you're looking for a quarterback, maybe one of yours is, isn't playing well or got hurt. But talk about Joe Burrow after the Steelers game. How about this? Jaguars, Packers, at Lions, at Ravens, who have no defense, deep especially, at Jets, and then Browns. So basically, until you get to the Browns, um, you know, Packers, everybody talks about Jerry Alexander, but he can only shut down one person. They have three. Until uh, you get to the Browns, and then Raiders, and then Steelers again. So, I mean, you basically have five out of six good games and four no one two three four five straight good games and then six out of seven good games going forward after we get away from the Steelers yeah, I like that that's a really nice schedule and I mean I saw Trevor Lawrence's ownership higher than Joe Burrow and you know Lawrence is Let's just gonna talk go about that Lawrence is just gonna go <laughs> through something like we were talking about rookies I was gonna bring it up like Fields is the rookie I mean Mac Jones may have the best overall season as a rookie but fantasy wise it's probably Fields now that he's he's gonna get in there and what he can do with his legs but yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence my goodness your guy and I like him too Jake um, a, but he's just look, he's just in such a tough spot I mean the Jags at the first overall pick for a reason yeah and you know this was Denver's defense so if we yep. want to give a small pass but even a small pass he should still not one 18 on 33 attempts 118 yards one touchdown two picks average 3.6 yards marvin jones the only person that shows up in the box score because he had 11 targets 11 (laughs) targets the entire team at 33 Yep, he had one-third of the targets, uh, 55 yards and a touchdown. Next closest was a Shaughnessy with 24 on one catch. Chark, one for 19. James Robinson, three for 17. You know who was second in targets? LaVisca Chenault, seven. He just and turned to hurt. seven. To t- yeah, two for negative three. That's what he turned to seven targets. At. LaVisca Chenault, for everybody out there, would have been better to leave your spot empty than to play LaVisca <laughs> Chenault. Well, unless you're maybe in full point PPR, but you get the point. Minus yeah. three yards. Um. So there's two takeaways here is, yeah, the Chenault thing being hurt, you know, Chark and Marvin Jones, if Chenault's out, are even more reliable, even though Chark had a down game. The only thing to really take away from this game, because even as bad as Lawrence is, Marvin Jones is going to be fine. Chark will be as boom and bust as he ever. Like, they're not changing. The one I want to take away from this game is, do you feel better about James Robinson? Because James Robinson got two-thirds of the opportunities. He had 11 carries to Carlos Hyde's two which is really telling because he was kind of the pass catcher in game one. And then he also had his three targets for three catches for 17 yards and Carlos Hyde. Oh, just two for nothing on that one. So you feel better about James Robinson. I do. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel better. Cause I, I mean, I felt awful after week one <laughs> sick as an owner. I felt sick that I didn't even start him in week two. Who do you I come out feeling better about in week two, Clyde Edwards, Alaire or James Robinson, uh, James Robinson. I feel better about James. Robinson. Really? Really? I feel. Uh, oh wait, sorry, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, I thought Who'd you he, think I was I, talking about. I was Carlos Hyde. Oh, 
<laughs> no, what am I, Urban Meyer and Carlos Hyde is on my is on my mind? Uh, I forget who tweeted it out, but I, like, there's a picture with Urban Meyer and like, I don't know, you saw some family photos in the background, and then somebody had said like, uh, "Geez, I, rem- I I forget who it was, but it was jokes. I was losing it. Like, is Carlos Hyde in those family photos anywhere in Urban Meyer's living room? But uh, James the Robinson, seventeen photos on his coffee yeah, table. Yeah, Urban yes. doesn't know what we're talking about. Go look this yeah. up. Some reporter <laughs> took pictures inside our house, and the article I read was joking in the fact like this was her cry for help to come rescue her because she's trapped (laughs) 17 pictures on his coffee table and they're all set up like cascading behind each other so like you can't even see the pictures like because super strange how how do frames work you can't see the picture behind it if you're putting pictures like this right yeah it's it's an insane looking house i will say that and the two random floating uh pink flamingos in the pool like i felt like i was waiting for like 70s noir like you know like a crime show or something there's gonna be a dead body floating with them anyway sorry continue it's funny to bring up yeah people should go check it out if you want a good laugh but yeah robinson plays i don't know i think he had like 41 42 snaps and had only you know single did i I think maybe 14 but nothing more than 15 so that was encouraging but also this offense i mean it's it's just not going to be good which i mean you have jones like you said and and shark has i don't think he had 12 targets in week one he only caught three of them but he finds finds the end zone so it's going to be at least volume is is king right volume is the opportunity is going to be there it's a brutal team it's going to be throwing clearly lawrence is going to be throwing quite a bit this season whether he's gonna be accurate or not like i wouldn't play him in fantasy but i think you know you could at least feel decent about the volume i think this lavisca thing is going to be concerning uh, i think he's I'm just reading now he's going for an mri on his knee so that mm. that could be uh i mean that's even worse for lawrence to, to lose a guy in that offense. But yeah, I mean, Robinson, I think you feel great. At, I mean, better, but would you start him? Like, where are you going to rank him? Like, are you going to rank him? As, like I played <laughs> Javante Williams over him, knowing that Melvin Gordon was yeah. still going to be a pain I did the in the same butt. thing. And let's talk yeah. about the other side of the ball. Uh, Mar- uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, Javante Williams, another game looked better. Actually this time, the first week people wanted to debate it. Uh, mostly yeah. be, you know, before that long run, people were like, Oh, it was kind of close. If you're watching the players, it really wasn't. Williams was clearly it's similar to the situation with Baltimore, which we should probably come back to. But Williams looked more explosive, more talented than the other option being Melvin Gordon. If you stripped the names away from the jerseys and you knew nothing, you would mm-hmm. say Williams did. Even if you were up in the air, week two, you definitively knew Williams was the better running back. But more touches, more passing work for Melvin Gordon. So, uh, again, we were playing the long game here with Williams. But are they both just startable right now? Like. It- would you start yep. both of them again next week over James Robinson, or would you put one Robinson and then the other? I need to uh, just let me take a look at the schedule. Like, who do they play? Like, I was into playing both Check this the week. Schedule? They're playing the Jets. That's what yes, I ask. I would. I play them both. You play both over um, James Robinson? And even still, like, Williams having 7.9 fantasy points obviously is not that appealing, but you're right. He looked better. He played, he had fewer snaps this week, but he looked like the better oh, the running Jaguars back. But the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play both. I would play. I would play both <laughs> probably over him. I still like right now. Like Melvin Gordon is still ranked higher than me week in and week out. That may change, but I Williams is the guy that I would rather have. Like I feel he has the higher ceiling, but Melvin Gordon really he may just not go anywhere or go away. Like he's he, like you said targets. He's probably going to get more targets. Um, I haven't seen too many like real goal line carries from this team yet. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But he's been a guy that has been successful getting those goal line carries over the course of his career, apart from his rookie year. But yeah, I mean, I think there's more upside here in this offense just to grab one of these two or play one of these two backs over James Robinson. But all right, well then let's go back to Tyson Williams, who we didn't talk about. And he looked good. 
Tyson Williams looked better. Tyson Williams is the lead. I got to compare this and we're going to jump into the next game as we kind of do so. I think that he's just there, Miles Gaskin. He's going to touch the ball 50%-ish, and the other options, that being Freeman and uh, Latavius Murray in that game, are going to get the Mm -hmm. other 50%, potentially lose the goal line carries as he did. He lost a touchdown to Latavius Murray. Mm -hmm. But Williams is the one you can use. Low-end RB tote, kind of in the same conversation. Javante Williams, James Robinson, a tick below Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but all kind of in that same – they're all in that same group. They're low-end RB2s. Yeah, Williams looks good. It's two weeks in a row. He's he's run the rock pretty well uh, with a purpose. He's fast. Uh, he's catching balls out of the backfield. The Ravens yeah. do like Latavius Murray, though. It's two two straight weeks where they gave him some red zone opportunities. I mean, he looked good on both of those runs in week one. He looked good, you know, just running over people and finding the end zone. And he looked good last night in, in the red zone. Oper- I think it was like from the 10 or the 11. And, you know, he found a way to get inside the end zone. But there was a point later on in the game, Jake, where I where they finally got in the red zone again. And I was thinking, okay is this as this this should be telling is Latavius going to come in here is he going to be the goal line back and it was actually Williams so it's not to say that Latavius is the clear number one when they get inside the red zone and the goal line opportunity but it's just just such a this is a team that just runs the ball so well I really don't know how they Lamar Jackson led him with 16 attempts sure so but it opens up so much for everybody Javante Williams or Tyson Williams the answer is Uh, matchups you know who the Ravens get this week the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably both have. Like, so, that's going to be a situation where William's is going to be a top 20 back for me. And Latavius is probably going to be a flex play. Yeah. But no, no, no. I was saying the Williams is like Tyson versus Javante. And I'm oh. saying this week. Yeah, this week, Tyson Williams. Yeah. Fix your ISB so you can hear these questions. Come on now. <laughs> no, I it was I heard I did hear that. One. I'm just messing I'm with l- you. reading the so, comments. Like I I like the guy. That's my job. I got you. T- so boot? you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you're reading back up. You're you're getting sidetracked over here. Let me take care of the comments uh, while you're answering questions. <laughs> Speaking of Miami, again, we know the situation back there. There are two parts here to talk about. Concerns on both sides, honestly. If you watch that game, for anybody out there, the reason Tua got hurt is the same reason I'm surprised Jacoby Brissett finished the game. He came up ailing a lot, and I was like, oh, who's their emergency quarterback because they don't have a third? That offensive line, this entire offense, how concerned are you in the passing game? Because even down to Parker and uh, Jalen Waddell, who had some drops in that game, with no Will Fuller, who now mysteriously might not even play football again, no idea what's going on with that, are you panicking on the Miami offense? Yeah, I think you should. Um, yeah, the offensive line looks awful. It looked brutal in week one. It looked brutal in week two. You just talked about the quarterbacks taking shots. Uh, reports out of Miami, I don't want to speculate that Will Fuller is not interested in playing football and he just may straight up retire. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I like Waddle as a player. I think, you know, in full-point PPR leagues, he gets a bigger boost. He passes his props, you know, catches and yards again. It's been like three and a half and 45. Like that's kind of something that I think he can, you know, expect maybe six, six grabs, 60, 70 yards. Parker gets an uptick. Like I'm seeing his ownership. I, think I was surprised. Fun. I think they're kind of like the Jaguars. Yeah. Is that, as, yeah. As bad as things can be, at least the two wide receivers will be usable. It, you we'll know, usable. Again, there might be yep. some ugliness to it, but when it's that condensed, this is what we want in fantasy. You know, no Will Fuller. Mike Kosicki's now left out because Jalen Waddell, as we mentioned a million times in the offseason, was going to ruin his value. It has. It's now down to three guys. It's Miles Gaskin and Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddell, and Parker. And similar Parker. to Jacksonville, it's Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, and James Robinson. Again, those don't sound enticing. They're kind of more fringy, flexy guys. But Volume, though. 
Yeah, it's volume. On the flip side of it, any concern after two weeks for Josh Allen? Any concern? One to well, five there's... ducks. One to five ducks. How many okay. you giving? I'd give him. I give him two ducks. Okay. Two ducks. Yeah. He I start, mean, I'm he, not. I, I'm with you on the two. He's yeah. showing glimpses of that second year, Josh Allen. Not even rookie Josh Allen. Like the second year was better, but second year was definitely like still making some mistakes and not last year's Josh Allen. You know who actually looks good in that offense? And I don't know, maybe we can trust him soon, but you know, probably not. Is Devin Singletary actually looked pretty good uh, two weeks? I know Zach Moss came in there and got a couple couple touchdowns, touchdown. but Singletary has looked good. And that's why you can't trust this backfield because you just don't know week in and week out. But one thing I've noticed, I mean, Josh Allen, the week one, we say, okay, it was the Steelers, but he threw a career high 51 pass attempts. The offensive line looked brutal in that game. They had six penalties, holding penalties, and Allen wasn't accurate. He didn't look good, and he only ends up with 270 passing yards and 51 attempts. And then yesterday, he only has 179 passing yards, <laughs> 33 attempts. So, yeah, I don't know. Um I know a lot of people ranking him over Kyler, but it's not even close, right? Um, between the two. So I, I'm just a little concerned. You said the they two ducks, an, you agreed. Yeah, Ugh. they got another test this week too with Washington. And then they got yeah. the Texans, then Chiefs, it, Titans, Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins again. And it could I, open I, up for them. I think people are, are are forgetting how good the Dolphins defense can be, especially with that duo back there in the secondary led by Xavier and Howard. Or, uh, we got a rapid fire or something. Six games, rapid fire. Let's go. Jets and Patriots. Michael Carter Five time. Points. 17 Not, Ducks, Jets offense. Michael Carter time's coming, right? Split yes. touches, no Tevin Coleman. Elijah Moore, you still stashing Elijah Moore? Absolutely. He's out there second most. All right. Damon Harris worry. There was oh, zero. Baby. I would have had zero when it comes to Ramondre Stevenson, who is inactive for the game. But James White got a carry from the seven for the yes, touchdown. He did. So of course. Do you have Damon, do you have Damon Harris concerns or are you just No, I don't. I don't have I don't have any concerns. White's gonna White's going to be sprinkled in. I don't know how many times he's going to get carries from the seven. Damien Harris, like that run was awesome. Like Harris is great. It just what we talked about in week one, you know, he had three targets, two catches. We were talking about maybe borderline bell cow. Yeah. I think that's just wishful thinking, but he's a really good back. And I think he's a strong RB too. I would start him over most of the running backs we've been talking about so far. Absolutely. Damien Harris or Clyde Edwards Alaire? Damien Harris. Mm, boom. Done. Like it. Uh, Houston, Cleveland. <laughs> Cook's the only Texan we care <laughs> Your about. Boy. Right? Your boy, I know. man. I like, told what, I, what volume is king. How many times did I say this this offseason? Yeah, he led he led all wide receivers and targets. And dude, you need to start, you know, forget Tyree Kill props. Like Cook, Cooks is four and a half catches for like 50 yards week in and week Was out. It? That's two weeks now. I four and a half grabs for him. Damn Jump it. on it again. It's probably gonna be four and a half again because who knows who the heck's gonna be the quarterback. I don't know what, what Pat called him on his show, like uh Doctor, I don't know, he's like detective um I uh, forget whatever. what Chicken he used, it doesn't matter. Yeah, cook. Roll him out. <laughs> right. Roll him out there. Uh, and on the flip props. side, if Landry is out, which, by the way, holy crap, can this this team with the wide receivers, no idea what's going on with Odell Beckham because they're not being clear on why he still has yeah, even no. got, Yeah. So if Odell Beckham's out, if Jarvis Landry's out, <laughs> what Donald Peoples-Jones? Sure. I mean, are, I mean, we're looking at the next guy up, right? Deep threat guy. Yeah. Somebody's got to catch passes there. <laughs> Yeah, I just laughed at Davis Mills error instead of era. <laughs> that's well done, this guy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty nice, this guy. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown left out. Gronk smashes again. Two parts of that. Antonio Brown is. This is what we had going in, right? It's always going to be somebody potentially left out between when you have Chris always. Godwin and Mike Evans. But this is why I was on Godwin because he's the one that doesn't really get left out. Uh, but Gronk, are you selling high or is he the best t tight end draft pick that anybody made this year? 
Didn't I say last week if he gets four more touchdowns, he's a lock to finish as a top five tight end, and he had a couple yeah. more. Like I just roll. I, like, what are you selling him for? Right. Okay. Just. I mean, just roll him out every week. Name, I mean, if you could the name. If sure. You could get, okay. So let's let's just walk through. Let's just walk this. How out. about this? How about this? How about let's go back to George Kittle, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You could get Clyde Edwards-Helaire for Gronk. Would you do it? Wow, you're thinking for everybody that can't see the video. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, that, that I probably I mean, that's, take that's the answer. Back. That no, no, that's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. The fact that you're thinking about it, yeah, and exactly. I put that out there to say I'm taking the running back because they're so hard to find. Exactly. But the fact that you're debating it yeah. is the point that I'm making. So, sure. Speaking of which, I know neither of these running backs, and I put one in quotes because he is now a right. Can we get this fixed? Can people just change it? He is not a wide receiver anymore. Cordell Patterson is not a wide receiver anymore. Fix the damn thing to running back on all formats. ESPN but anyway. Did. ESPN at least has him as an RB only. Thank you. Mike Davis, we're, we're now concerned, right? I'm the Mike Davis guy, but after, yes, this is like almost a 50-50 split at this point. Yeah, he still only touched the ball like a couple times, but he finds the end zone. Yeah, it's a split. That's it. That's There's my no, concern. It's not just that he yeah. touched it, but he's also getting carries when they met, like some valuable carries. I'm still and, on Mike Davis over Cordero yeah. Patterson, to be clear. Yep, yep. But I think Mike Davis is in that same James Robinson conversation. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, um, he's getting catches out of the backfield, right? They both are, but he, Cordero is getting them. And he's he's he looked good through two games with limited touches. I thought he looked really strong against the Eagles. All right, one quick fire question here. Rondell Moore, K.J. Osborne, who's more for real? Rondell is. But, man, K.J. Osborne, this is 2% ownership more now. Snaps. Week one, fine. You didn't believe in week one, but he was right there. We talked about him. The snaps were there. The targets were there. More three wide receiver sets in Minnesota, which is something we're, we're not used to seeing. And now it's, again, two weeks now. We've seen it. Clearly, the defense has a lot of holes, and they're going to play in a lot of shootouts. So why not have the third option? And somebody told me that Dalvin Cook's the third option. It's like, no. Dalvin Cook is great, but as of right now, K.J. Osborne has the third most targets on the team, two behind Adam Thielen. So, yes, like, Pick up this guy. Maybe you don't want to start him, but pick him up. Like he should be rostered. Rondell Moore outscored on my bench. Awesome outscored too. three people combined. James Robinson. Oh no, wait. James Robinson was on my bench too. Who was it? It was a Kenny Galladay and some other people. I was I was upset about that. Rondell Kenny Galladay droppable. No. Well, I'm about to finish off with that game. Um, but real quick, Dallas and Chargers. Are you concerned about Zeke? And are you starting Tony Pollard as a potential flex running back as he's startable? Period. Yeah, he's interesting now in flex. I mean, he's good enough. He's really good. I think, you know, the fantasy community likes him quite a bit, but I don't know if I like him as much, but he's he's a good back in terms of like this is a good offense and he's, he's going to be involved in the offense. for the Saints. Yeah, if you you're gonna, if you're going to give him but you might get 4 points, you might get a touchdown in 12. If I told you that he's going to get 8 touches next week, 8 touches, would you start him on 8 no. touches? No. Well, how many I'm touches for would a touchdown. you need? 12, 12, 12 touches. And I don't 12. know how many touchdowns he's really going to get. Right. To be honest, like it's going to have to be a catch that he breaks one or maybe a run that he breaks. I still think Zeke is the guy he's that he's fun, but I think in. part of it is what you said. It's, you know what? It's not the same exactly. By the way, they faced the Eagles this week. I don't want to touch him as a bat. I don't want to back up running back against that Eagles run defense. Um, this is Kristen Michael. This is the fantasy Ooh. community has a lot of fun joking about. And I say it's a different situation because he's not the lead, but it's like I tweeted yesterday that Tony Pollard was a vulture and immediately got responses. Are you really the vulture? If you're the better running back, shut the hell up. He is <laughs> not so better. annoying to hear. Yeah. I but don't believe that's in the any thing. of that nonsense, but that's the thing, you know, is yes, Tony Pollard looks good, but I, Oh, you know what? It even might be a better situation too, is like Lamar Miller, you know, like get him more touches, get him more touches. He looks good in his role. Latavius Murray looks good in his role. 
let's find out, you know, I, I, I still can't do it yet. Anyway. All right. Last one. Um, we didn't talk about this game last week. We didn't talk about the Thursday game, but I do want to touch on it because we don't have any shows by the time we talk Thursday through Monday real quick. How excited, like how aggressive is better the question. How aggressive are you trying to buy low on Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay? Kenny Galladay, I want no part of. Like he was the bust for me. Um, as my bold predictions, I said he'd be droppable. I told um, you it wasn't even bold. Yeah, I know fit. you did because he doesn't fit Daniel Jones. <laughs> but, but I, but I said I told he you it wasn't bold enough. Droppable. <laughs> okay, People were right. drafting this guy. So Saquon Barkley, Saquon, I'd buy. Saquon, I'd buy. I was encouraged. I was encouraged with week two. He had the big run. I think they need to find a way to get more creative when it comes to Saquon. Like get more creative with him. The offensive line I who's, thought played who's better. The Jake. Coordinator. Yeah, of course. Like get rid of get rid of Garrett. Um, but the offensive line I thought played better. I actually was impressed with Daniel Jones. I thought he had a really strong game against maybe uh, maybe Washington's defense is not as good as we thought. Well, but I no, would real quick. Your question, I would buy Saquon. Snaps uh, were there. Again, the was there. somebody was like, thanks for telling me to draft him at 109. I was like, how many times did I say draft him at the end of the first round and expect him by October? That was our my very point. first like, show here, Jake. We talked about we just, said it a million times. Like basically, the, the, like the play with Barkley was the investment of October forward, and the fact yes. that you're getting flex running back. What do you have? Six, seven points. It's not great, but it's a flex level. Is that's your worst case scenario through the first couple of weeks? Uh, on the flip side, real quick. Oh, by the way, the, the Kenny Galladay. It was Daniel Jones misplaced a couple of those throws where Kenny Galladay comes down with him because he's a contested catch receiver. Yep. If Daniel Jones could throw into coverage better, but that's why I didn't like the fit. At, we'll get out of here on this one. Antonio Gibson concern. Two to, one to, I was about to say two to five ducks. You might have to start at two because I know it's at least two. Uh, J.D. McKissick back in the passing game. Tyler Haneke is now up on the wall until oh, I didn't notice. notice that. Yeah, nice. I put him up on the wall. I moved him over here because he was over here. He was covering the TV. Um, but now he's he's staying around. Uh, Tyler Haneke, I, we talked about this. I said he brings back value to J.D. McKissick. But Antonio Gibson concerns because McKissick is now back involved in the passing game. It's it's two. I could see three. I like him overall, but it is going to be frustrating. You're right. I mean, the play calling too. Like this guy was 5.2 yards per carry, and they decided not to give him the ball to run out that game. And then JD McKissick, you're right, is going to be a guy that's going to be. He's two minute drill. Lock him in. Uh, third down, lock him in. And heck, he stole a goal line touch from him as well, which he converted for a touchdown. I don't get it. Like Antonio Gibson is a wide receiver converted running back. Like why can't he line up? Out of the backfield on third down to catch balls. Like they split them out wide sometimes. So it's just the coaching staff. Like it's not the skill set. It's the coaching staff that makes me concerned. I'll give them two ducks. I don't know. Do you give them three ducks? No, I give him two. It's still it, worst case scenario. He's Antonio Gibson last year. The problem is he has more ducks in perception than he does in reality is because people want him to be a first round pick and imagine if he got 20 touches a game mm. and that was never really in the cards, in my opinion. And that's where it really comes from. Sometimes the expectancy creates more ducks. Than the, there you go, ducks. How many ducks uh, are you giving my IFB? Uh, five out of five ducks. Seven ducks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you need some air fryer muth over there. So file Chris Meany at Chris Meany. Make sure you're checking out all the work over at FTN, theathletic.com slash bets TV, all caps for your first three months. Hey, more uh, subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell, do all that crappy stuff, or the good crappy stuff, unicorn crappy stuff, good stuff, you know, positive five-star reviews on iTunes and all that stuff. We need more to thank you so we can keep doing these shows and we'll be back tomorrow 11 a.m with stepmom lauren and send chris some money so he can get a good hit piece we'll see you later <laughs>